right. Shit working this time? Oh, here we go. You good? Hello. We good? <laughs> All right. Well, we are, we're here. The macro barista himself, Mr. Alex Moe. Welcome back, sir. Thanks, man. And Glad puppy. Yeah, he's down there chilling. Yeah, living his life. Oh, yeah. So uh, for people listening that don't know, we had an awesome show last week and none of the audio got captured. And so hopefully that shit doesn't happen again today. Um, But, you know, one of the things that what there was so so much that we talked about that I actually went and started trying to look into. But before we even get into any of that, I wanted for people that either follow you and don't know much about you or people that don't haven't heard of you or anything, you know, I kind of wanted to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to everyone. So I know you uh, just had moved out here. What were you doing prior to that? Uh, I was living in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of trying to figure out what my next move was. I was there for like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was, <clears throat> I actually used to live in Texas. I lived in a small town called Abilene. Oh. Uh, it's a, there's an air force base there called Dias air force base. I was stationed for like four years there. Um, uh, but I was living there and then I moved back home to Seattle, which is where I'm from. So I could save up money to start my coffee company, canine coffee. Mm-hmm. And from there, um, I moved to Florida and I was there for two years just kind of trying to figure out the next move with canine with the macro, whatever, you know? And so I was just seeing that there was not a lot of potential in the town I was in. And I knew I had a couple of friends out here that have been like telling me for years, like, come out here, bro, come out here. You know, there's so, you know, everything's here. Yeah. And, um, I'd already visited Austin before just to like, you know, go out downtown and hang out or whatever. So I knew it was a, a cool vibe. Um, but since I've been here the last, what, seven, eight months now, you know, I had no idea just the energy of the actual city and how like much inspiration that would give you just being around the people that are all doing the same thing as you it's Mm -hmm. or trying to do the same things and like just similar mindset. It's, it's sick. So, um, no, it's, it's amazing. And I I say this all the time. I say it a lot on, um, you know, on, I've said it a lot on past shows where Austin is just one of the best, if not the top entrepreneurial city, like everyone here is trying to start their own company and everyone's so happy and willing to help another company grow. And it's a city where everyone can win. And I think that's what has really attracted me and motivated me to start a business here and, and continue working with it. And so you have the macro barista, probably the most popular, you know, coffee based page I've ever seen. Um, I hadn't even known about it until my sister-in-law, Ashley had, had shown me. Um, and then when we did that event with lift ATX and they were like, yeah, this guy wants to come and set up. And I was like, yeah, cool. Let's, let's get it going. And, uh, so take me back to how that started. Okay. So the macro barista, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory in the name, the macro, like as in macronutrient Mm -hmm. barista. Um, it used to be called fit with coffee when I first started it for the first, uh, probably like seven or eight months I had, it it was called fit with coffee. Um, and there was no like personality behind the page. I was, I didn't post myself. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I got to a point where I was like, this is kind of a lame name. And I think I want to like show up on there to try to make something more relatable for people. And so I changed it to the macro barista, started sharing a little bit more about me. And that was back in. Um, let's see, I started the page in 2016, like mid 2016, or mm-hmm. no, wait, no, 17, 16 or 17, 17, mid 2017. One of those years. Yeah. 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 So it was 2017 <laughs> for sure. Cause I got out of the air force in 2016. Okay. Then started working at Starbucks, um, while I was going to school part-time and I was just like making protein shakes at work, like using the blender, mixing it with my own protein, using some of the ingredients that Starbucks had probably not supposed to do that, but 
Um, yeah, and then I started, I randomly one day posted on this, like, macronutrient Facebook page. was like, hey, guys, look at this protein frappuccino I made. And they are like, oh, this is cool. You should post it on Instagram or make a page or something. So I did that. And then I think some of the people came from the, <clears throat> initially, some of the people came from that Facebook group and then followed me on there. And then, dude, I just, you know, they were kind of shitty drinks at first. It was, like, not very refined. It was raw. But that's with anything when you're learning how to do yeah. something. And so I just started posting and there was no schedule. It was just like, I want to make a drink today. So I'll post this or I don't want whatever. I'll just post it whenever I feel like it. And dude, it started just taking off. It started getting a bunch of followers and I would like have my notifications on. I'd see like, followed you, followed you, followed you. And I'd be like, holy <laughs> shit. And <clears throat> do you have them off now? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Once I hit like 10,000 <laughs> followers, I just turn all my shit off. Cause yeah. it's, it never like, stops. It'll just be all day long. Yep. Um, and then I think I was, it was just growing, man, and it was it was crazy. And I think once I got to around uh, like twenty thousand followers, um, everybody knows who Christian Guzman is. Oh yeah, uh, I, I guess one of his one of the girls that was part of his group, or whatever, um, had seen it. And it was starting to like it was, the, the page was starting to gain some traction in the fitness community, mm-hmm. and so sh- this girl saw it. And bro, I just remember I woke up one day and I had like fifty thousand more followers, <laughs> and Shit. People were like, some of my friends are messaging me and like, Hey bro, congrats, congrats. Like we saw you on, um, Christian's video, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what the hell? So I looked at his video and <clears throat> this is the crazy part that the influence that he has is it was like a 15 second snippet of like a, of a screen recording of my Instagram page that his assistant was like, Hey, like this is the page that I found the coffee on and that I got for you today, Christian. And it was just like a screen recording of like looking at some of my uh, drinks and stuff. And just that 15 seconds, bro, like literally gained me 50 K and threw me into the fitness community, like in an insane way. Have you had a chance to meet him yet? Yeah. Yeah. Me and him are pretty cool. I've heard oh, really? him a couple of times. Um, the first time I met him was at an expo and dude, expos are just wild because those, especially guys like that, they're meeting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people and they've got to be so exhausted. So, yeah. um, when I met him, I didn't, you know, we didn't chat too long. Cause I was like, I'm not going to keep you managed. Wanted yeah. to say what's up. He's like, Oh yeah. The coffee guy, like, hell yeah, bro. And then, um, I went and did a booth at summer shredding this mm-hmm. past year up in Houston. Um, I just brought my coffee company canine out there and we had a booth and, um, it was pretty cool, but yeah, dude. So that was, that was like 2018 when he had shouted me out and then I was just in it at that point. Like that's when it started just like this insane exponential growth. Um, it just, bro, it was like every day is just like thousands and thousands more followers and I would just post and, um, yeah. And then you recently just hit 1 million. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's, I mean, it's just, it's a number on a social media app that was created for Mm. what reason, you know, like, um, so to me, it's not that important. I can, I can appreciate what, the like resounding effects are of it that it, that the stuff that I've been doing is helping people. It's really cool to talk to people and hear them say like, "Oh, your 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 recipes have helped me feel less guilty about drinking Starbucks or mm-hmm. have helped me lose X amount of weight." Because that that's really like at the heart of it, wanting to help people. Yeah. At first, I wanted to go to physical therapy school and help people that way, but then once I found this and saw that it, there was another avenue, I could help people and be more creative and be in total control of the content that I was putting out. It was like okay, like keep that at the core, helping people. And, you know, my, my plan was never to grow a social media page and turn it into a business and monetize and all that stuff. Um, even up until 2021 is the first year that I did any type of brand deal. So it just has to be at the heart of it. You know, 
helping people or just putting content out there that is yeah. useful for people to consume well, or in, not I in mean, a passion. Obviously you yeah, have to yeah. have a passion for it. Cause uh, if, if not, then I think people can tell when someone's just doing shit to do it. Um, but it's obvious like you have not only a pretty educated background in, you know, creating these uh, recipes that are actually healthier than the alternative, but we could tell you love it. And, and I know you love it because you did end up officially starting your own coffee company, canine coffee. And so when did that start? Today's episode is brought to you by Regen Health and Wellness. The team at Regen Health and Wellness is devoted to helping patients revitalize, repair, and renew the optimal blueprint of yourself. They provide an individualized and concierge model of healthcare, empowering patients to optimize their health span and overall quality of life. It's said no one can escape father time, but almost everyone can make the conscious decision and commit to living better and healthier lives. It begins with a mindset. They offer both in-clinic and telemedicine consultations. So whether you're due for a routine checkup or struggling to hit your health and fitness goals, go online or give them a call to schedule your appointment today. Uh, we started Canine in 2019, at the end of 2019, right before COVID kicked off. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was an interesting start. The excuse me, the, the initial launch was really it was really good. Um, and I'll just be totally transparent with everybody here because that's how you should be. Um, I had never had a plan of owning a business or starting a business, whatever. So the way that, um, I launched things, I did everything as a Mm pre-order. And so it was like, okay, you order, you're gonna have to wait about four weeks for your stuff to come in. Cause it's like when you don't have a ton of capital to start a business, you have to get creative with the ways you're going to do it. So if you do a pre-order, People give you all their money, right? They pay yep. for the products. So you get the money up front. Then you buy the products that you're there. Then you buy their products and then you ship it to them. So that's like what, that's what the idea was. That was the plan. And what happened was instead of four weeks, um, there was like some sort of supply chain issue. And so it ended up being like eight to 10 weeks for some people. <sighs> yep. And so that initial like big launch day that we had, I'm sure that 70 to 85% of those customers probably weren't ever going to come back. Um, so then we spent 2020 trying to get back on track from that and things were good. We had built momentum. Um, there was three of us and then things just weren't working out between one of the partners. And so in 2021, at the end of 2020, we, you know, we split ways with one of them and decided to push like a new direction, but we didn't just want to jump back into it. So we took like the first six months of the year off. So we kept all the subscription members, all the people that were already, you know, paying to receive coffee each month. We kept, we kept that in rotation. Um, but up until July, we rebranded the, we rebranded everything completely. Um, and we started working. That was like my plan to move out here to Austin. Mm-hmm. So we were, were working like hand in hand with a local roaster to pretty much just hand pick where the, the origin of the beans, the roast level of the beans. And it's just a much more uh, intensive process than it was before so i feel more connected to it now yeah um so where we're at today we're pretty much i, I like to say that we're we're like eight months in from i call that rebrand like our initial launch because the first yeah. year and a half or so was more just a learning process yeah. um but yeah so which is important when starting a business is you are going to have a lot of trial and error um i think that a lot of people and i, I know we've talked about this in the past too is you know, there's a lot of people that are so afraid of failing that they don't even try. And it's like, it's a huge, it's a very important thing to do when as a business owner is to fail a lot. I mean, just us example, our last show, I didn't, you know, we didn't capture the audio. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, figured out what worked and what didn't work. And, 
you know, that's a lot of how business starts is um, learning from your failures. And so you've had canine um, now. So is it, you know, a lot of people uh, that have asked me and and we'll get into Q and A's way later, but um, you know, what, what makes that stand out to as, you know, compared to a a competitor? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just, I mean, coffee is coffee. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the difference is, you know, how fresh it is, where the beans are coming from, if, if it's ethically sourced, if it's organic, you know, those are things that people pay premium prices for. Yeah. Um, and we price our coffee competitively with other e-commerce coffee brands. Um, of course, you go to the store, HEB, you know, they have their bulk coffee. It's like eight ninety nine a pound. And that's that's hard to match when you're, you know, a small business. Yeah. So um, what sets us apart is it's called Canine Coffee Company. Canine yeah. meaning dogs, dogs and coffee. And part of our mission is to give back around 10% of our profits each month to local shelters and rescues. And the main, pretty much the only rescue that we, we've been working with so far since I've been here is the Austin German Shepherd Rescue. Um, you know, it's because I'm partial to German Shepherds. I mm. love all dogs, but, um, you know, I have a German Shepherd yep. of my own. So that's that's in my opinion what would make someone want to support us is you know the brand itself like the coffee of of course it tastes good we make sure that we use high quality beans and that it's going out fresh so for example we pretty much restock the website every saturday and our beans get roasted on thursday that way there's like less there's not much time between when you order and when it was roasted uh, because you know if it's sitting there like you go buy a bag of coffee from i don't know off the shelf at the store, it could have been there for two or three months and yeah. it's just starting to get stale. So fresh coffee, um, our mission, you know, giving back to, you know, the animals that can't help themselves. So those would be the things that make us stand apart. And it's not, it has nothing to do with fitness, nothing to do with nutrition. Yeah. Coffee by itself is healthy. You know, of course, when you start using sugar-free syrups and stuff like that, you can make it fun and taste good and things like that. But at the, at the core of it, coffee is no calories, you know, so. No, and it's, I think that's a great, you know, um, method to have as far as how you, your business goes, because people will pay extra for that type of, um, what is it like approach? You know, they want to know that, uh, whatever they're paying for is high quality. And, and I couldn't agree more as far as, you know, when you do go to a store, you don't know how long that's been on the shelf. And, you know, back when I first, uh, moved to Texas and I was working at a supplement store, we would have stuff on there collecting dust and it would already hit expiration and people would buy it. And, um, it was crazy to me that, you know, the company I worked for wouldn't recycle stuff out or, you know, dump it when it's expired. And so, you know, that's a, that's a really good thing that you got going on there. And, um, you know, one of the things we've, we've talked about too, and and I looked at the site and I really like it is you have quite a, a variety, but I also like that you have, um, ingredients too, or, um, recipes for people. A lot of what's on the macro barista page, they can use your coffee to implement into, um, those recipes as well. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure, um, what products do you have as far as variety goes? Today's episode is brought to you by avatar nutrition It is always a treat to show some love to our sponsor avatar nutrition. Avatar is actually owned by my friend, Mark, who is a lifting buddy of mine from the gym. What I didn't realize at the time is that his app has been used by close to 200,000 people and they've used it to lose over 2.5 million pounds of pure body fat. What's really special about Avatar is that it's a complete service delivered through a super easy to use app. See, Avatar is the OG in the macros game and created a process that makes counting macros both fun and simple to stick to long term. You've got unlimited support from their community and experts on staff 
and they are in the business of giving their clients results that last. Try it free on the App Store or Google Play Store for two weeks, and if you love it as much as I do, it's just $9.99 a month after that, or $97.99 for the annual rate if you want even more of a discount. If you're a coach, trainer, or you own any kind of business and want to use Avatar to facilitate game-changing nutrition coverage for your people, Avatar is a program for groups too. Just contact them through their website to learn more at www.avatarnutrition.com. As far as coffee itself? Yeah, like different flavors, yeah. um, you know, just choices that people can choose from. Yeah, so right now we have a <clears throat> we have a cold brew. We have three roasts that are in-house, like in rotation, always. We'll always have these three roasts. Um, and this year we're expanding to make it six that we'll always have in stock that people can always get. So we have a cold brew, which is our most popular. Um, and then, because that's what we started with. We started mm-hmm. with cold brew, and that's what I wanted people to learn. I wanted people to learn how to make cold brew at home for themselves. That way that... You know, it was, you weren't going to the store and it was like, oh, it was kind of shitty from there today, or it tasted a little watery or tasted strong or tasted sour. I was trying to help make it so people can make their own and be in total control. Be your own barista, BYOB. That was the thing. Oh, that's so, yeah. um, but yeah, we have the cold brew. Then we have one called Dogs on Mars, which is more of like a medium roast, which is versatile for, you know, daily coffee and a coffee maker or whatever. And then we just dropped one called Sad Puppy, which is a dark roast. Um, so this year we'll expand to like a lighter roast and then we'll probably do another medium roast and a decaf cold brew. Um, that's the big, that's the one I'm most excited for is the decaf cold brew waiting till springtime kicks in to do like cold brew products. But, um, and then seasonal things. So when, um, Halloween comes around or fall time, we will do pumpkin spice and then we'll do a holiday blend in, you know, December, November timeframe. Um, and then we have a couple of other flavored ones that we are going to drop, that I'm pretty excited for. But yeah, for the most part, we're just going to stick to, we'll have, right now we have three, but we'll have six house roasts that will always be available. And then we'll cycle through the seasonal stuff. Um, and then we have tons of merch. That's the thing too. Yeah. I love, I love wearing cool shit and like designing cool shit. And so um, pretty much each month we have a drop. So each month will be, whether it's coffee or whether it's coffee and merch or just merch by itself, just because I, I just truly love like, being the creative side of it no it's great i've seen the artwork i wore uh the canine shirt on the last episode and it's actually one of my favorite shirts just to wear out whether i'm going to the gym or if i'm going out to like grab dinner with friends like it's it's got a pretty sick design i went to a rage room and i had it on and the first thing the girl at the front said was she she liked the shirt and so you know with having canine and the macro barista one of the things that we talked about um last time that i thought was important to bring up again was um you know, how, how important, but also how to approach using social media as an entrepreneur to grow your business. And, and you had, um, just some really good insight on it for someone that has such a large following, but, um, also such a really unique page. Um, you know, what would you tell people that are, you know, up and coming or, or trying to get their business off the ground that are really leaning heavily on social media to grow it? You know, what would your advice be to them? Today's episode is brought to you by CBD Online Express. CBD Online Express is a fresh up and coming CBD company that strives to offer the highest quality products at an affordable price to help you in your everyday life. They offer a variety of products such as tinctures, edibles, flour, and even their new recreational line, Oxed Up. They also have plans to introduce water and an energy drink later this year. Go to cbdonlineexpress.com and get your products today. Truthfully, uh, 
it kind of depends whether you're building, whether you're trying to build a social media business page or whether you're trying to build like a personal page or whatever. Um, business pages are a little bit harder to build just because it's a business. It's not like a face behind something. Um, but if you're building a person, you know, call it a personal brand. So if you're, if you're building a page where you're posting yourself, you're posting the things you do, you're posting, you know, whether it be like your fitness journey or whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever you're posting, um, it just needs to be you, you know, I, you'll hear all these things like post once a day, post twice a day, post, you know, whatever, post X amount of stories a day, blah, 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 blah. But when you start trying to turn it into a formula, it becomes not natural anymore. Yeah. And that's been something that I feel like has attributed to the success of my page is that I've always kept it casual. I've never gone super hardcore with like planning out content, things like that. Um, and so if someone was trying to start a personal brand or just get on social media and grow their following, you know, they need to stick to like a certain niche, you know, if they're, if they're a workout page and they're doing workouts, mm-hmm. throw in some stuff about themselves as well, because someone doesn't want to just follow a page that has no personality. They, you know, they want to be able to relate. That's the biggest thing is when I started posting myself on my page, those posts got crazy engagement. Um, They may not have gotten like as many likes, whatever, but it was like the comments in there. Like, for example, I would just post and like tell a story about how I was working at Starbucks. And then there was a lady, like an older lady whose tire went flat and I went out and helped her change her tire. Right. And so I shared the story and then like so many people related to that. They felt like, you know, they love helping people too. And so it was, that was like something to me where I was like, okay, I just got to share myself more Mm -hmm. still like 95% of the content is going to be whatever your niche is. So 95% will be coffee recipes, but here and there I'll put it in a post that's people can relate to because there's so much fake shit on social media that it's hard to, because in the influencer space, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what's real, what's real. It's yeah, it's, it's, (laughs) it's cringy. It is cringy. And, um, I don't know, man. So yeah, if you're trying to grow a personal brand, just be yourself. Don't force it. That's a big thing. If you have to force it, it's probably not the right thing to do. Of course you need to work hard, but there's a difference between working hard and forcing something. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're forcing something, you're doing way too much trying to make it work. It's not working hard. It's, it's just like doing the most and it's not going to be natural. It's not going to be successful. Um, but as far as business goes, so like if you're wanting to build a business side of social media, um, influencer marketing is definitely the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're trying to do it through like your personal page, like for me, I built my page, just X amount of, you know, followers and engagement. And then I launched the coffee company and could migrate a lot of those people over there to follow there yep. and interact and be potential customers, whatever. So either have a page of your own that you've built or be building and find other influencers that can, you know, use your product, wear your stuff, whatever. Influencer marketing is not dead. The the whole like code, like use my code, use my discount oh, code yeah. and shit like that. That is not it kind of is dead. It's not as trendy as it was like back in twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen. Yeah. But the whole influencer marketing thing is so active still because it's so competitive with Facebook ads. Oh yeah. That's why influencer marketing is so important and that's why you can charge so much to make a post for a company. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, build, build a personal page that's targeted towards a niche, find other influencers that fit with your brand that, you know, you feel like embody the mission or whatever, yeah. whatever it is. They're good face then, for your company. Yeah. And then create high quality content on your business page. And then people will, people will migrate over there and a business page will never be, as popping as you know a personal someone's influencers page will be <laughs> yeah. um but it can 
it's still going to be extremely useful. No, and I mean, that's mm-hmm. absolutely great advice. I think you hit it on the head. That was um, actually essentially in my approach with Austin Fitness Community was to um, have like let people kind of dictate it, um, not try to control everything. Um, I kept my face off it for years until I started the show. Um, and then a lot of cross promoting with other, you know, influencers, different companies, things like that. And, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to your product. Like you have to have a good product. You know, if you don't have a good product, all that, you know, marketing and all that is, it's not going to work. And so, uh, I think that's, you couldn't have said it better. Um, I, I hope people take that away with them. Um, because it is a growing thing. It's a rapidly growing thing. The dependency on social media. Um, you know, one of uh, the things that uh, we had spoke previously about was um, just the rapid growth of technology and the dependency on technology to grow a company, including your favorite metaverse. And I'm still learning about the metaverse. After we talked, I was trying to look into it and I'm still just blown away by what's like what it really is like versus what's just being shown on YouTube. If it's like over animations or not, but um, for people that are still kind of learning about it, I know you, you said that that was something that you're really into as far as um, NFTs go cryptos um, metaverse. So how do you think all that moving forward into the future is going to have an impact on um, businesses or, or young entrepreneurs getting into the, the business market. Yeah. So if, let me just uh, make a, <clears throat> a disclaimer here. I don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know shit about this. I've barely probably scratched the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do to learn about crypto and NFTs in the stock market, the stock market is where I originally got started into investing and learning about any type of ways to make your money work for you mm-hmm. um, is to just find people that are successful in that space and befriend them, you know, be around them, listen to them, take their advice because those people are going to, they're going to put you on the right calls. They're going to just put you in the right positions to make your, make yourself make money. Um, and then just do your due diligence on whatever you're trying to get into, whether it's a certain you know project or NFT or coin or whatever, just do your due diligence and don't just jump right in. Of course there's trendy shit like Dogecoin where a lot of people made pretty decent gains off I of made that, a pretty I didn't know? even know what it was yeah I made a nice penny off you didn't it. have to yeah. know shit it just yeah. was it was popping and so you just threw in a little bit of money and it like the, five six x right away yeah what's the new one Shiba yeah yeah Shiba Shiba's pretty much dead but Is it? it was yeah. yeah you know if you got on Shiba in like tw- end of 2020 early 2021 mm-hmm. you made some impressive fucking gains it was moving for a while yeah, yeah I, was, um, I was pretty excited about that the one. whole crypto market is kind of in a lull right now mm-hmm. which is which is good because well I mean I won't say it's good in a sense but I backed I backed off with my investing. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I like cashed out my portfolio, but I did as much as I could while things were going. We you know when Bitcoin was popping, yeah, because um, everything pretty much trends and follows Bitcoin. So when Bitcoin was popping, I just made as much as I could, and then my my plan was to pull it out, hold on to it until we get to near like a bottom, like mm-hmm. a bottom of the market, and then jump back in, put it all back in because at that point. That's when people can make a lot of money is when you get in at the bottom and then we have another cycle where it gets starts to peak again and then you can't time it perfectly Never. but that's why you have to when you when you get into a whatever when you get into a project and you make your money back or say okay say you put in a thousand bucks and at 10x is like up to 10k take that a thousand bucks out because now the nine thousand that's left in there is not your money mm-hmm. you can't be emotionally attached to that. 
that's the that's the part of it with people that makes them not become successful as an investor is that they're so emotionally attached to the money yeah. that's in there even though that nine thousand dollars is not even their fucking money yeah. it's just a number honestly it's not real it's just a number and it should not have play an emotion give you an emotional reaction of course it's cool to see and i'm like oh shit like you know we're doing good but your goal should be able to emotionally detach yourself from that money yeah um because you lose the nine thousand it shouldn't hurt you because you didn't lose your initial investment you know, you pulled your initial investment out and you didn't lose any money. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't know. I mean, I know, you're, you're I, I, know I know maybe a little more than the average person, but I'm still trying to immerse myself into this world too, mm -hmm. because to me, there's so much opportunity and it's where things are going to go. And if you're not taking the t a little bit of time to learn about it now, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of money to be made off a lot of money off a little money. If you put in, a fair amount of research and work. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's one of those, like it's better to learn it and not need it than need it and not have knowledge on it. Um, and then with, you know, the crypto, um, boom in popularity. And now there's the new one NFTs, um, which it's like, right when I start learning about one thing, like something new, like this pops up and, um, it's, it's a super interesting, like, concept and it's something that's growing so rapidly and i'm seeing more um small business owners and entrepreneurs especially in the fitness scene i'm seeing a lot of like high profile um competitors or athletes or just fitness you know models uh, instagram influencers they're all starting their own and at first well, i'll tell you a lot of that shit's going to be a scam yeah, oh yeah well what is it the texas is suing the influencer up in dallas did you see that uh -uh. yeah I, it's kind of unrelated to the nft but she basically was uh um like not taking people's health into an account and was just sending them cookie cutter bullshit programs oh, and it you was no i'm not gonna name drop but yeah, it's, yeah i know exactly. i just saw that, that. Was, that was a minute ago though that wasn't recently was it what, wasn't it just recent so just recently she got in trouble because she again was, was it again Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, the Texas state of Texas was suing her. It was no individual. It's kind of crazy, gotcha. but um, gotcha. yeah, I've been seeing more of the 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 NFT blow up, and and at first I didn't really understand it. I know we talked a little bit about it last time, and um, I still am like I can't ever tell what like if it's legitimate knowledge on NFTs or not, but. So it's like you buy a picture and then that picture comes with like a lot of perks. Is that kind of like the simple way of explaining it? Mm -hmm. You might know more than me or Not, you definitely know more than me. Yes and it, no. Um, you know, it's start, most, a lot of NFTs are just, they're just artwork. They're yeah. just, they're just pictures that are linked on the blockchain so that you have ownership. It's, it shows, it's like if you were to have a title to your car at the bank, you know, oh, okay. you don't have like the bank, you know, you pay, you're paying for it. But they they like have it there, so it's there's that shows that you own this piece of art okay. on the blockchain, and the blockchain even though someone could, like even bank. though somebody screenshots it, it's like if you have the Mona Lisa, right? You have the mm -hmm. picture of the Mona Lisa. You can go buy a print of that and put it on your wall, but it's not the original Mona Lisa, mm -hmm. and so it has no value. Like it doesn't matter. Um, but there's NFTs are covering such a broad range of <clears throat> of everything. Um, from the artwork to having physical utility. That's mm -hmm. the part that interests me the most is the physical utility of things connecting to the metaverse, yeah. um, connecting to physical companies. 
Um, I won't go too deep. You know, if I say some shit and I, it's incorrect, anybody that's listening, yeah. you know, feel free to DM me and say, yo, you're a dumbass or whatever. Yeah. Um, but what interests me is NFTs having physical utility. So, yeah. for example, let's just talk about McDonald's. Mm -hmm. So, say McDonald's drops an NFT of a Big Mac, right? So, you have to pay 300 bucks or like, you know, 0.6 Ethereum or whatever to buy this <clears throat> picture of a Big Mac that is linked that's on your phone, right? Mm -hmm. You own it on the blockchain, so you own it. But you paid three hundred dollars for this picture of a Big Mac, and so all that money that you spent, um, it gives you access to McDonald's, whether yeah. it be in the metaverse or in the real world, um, to where it's connected to DoorDash, and then you can get like one free Big Mac a week or one free Big Mac a month. So because you bought that NFT when it came out, there was only a million of them that came out. You spent 300 bucks and you bought them. Now you get a, a free Big Mac for a year, um, free Big Mac once a month for a year or whatever. So um, crazy, and that's man. what interests me because then that connects to the metaverse. So when mm -hmm. people are having their avatar, they're cruising around, they go to McDonald's yeah. in the metaverse. They may be like, oh, okay. Um, they go to the counter and they're like, okay, let me get a Big Mac. And then it's like, oh, you own the NFT. Okay. Then fucking then it's just like boom triggers DoorDash boom and now you have a burger in front of your face all because you were playing a game yeah. in the metaverse you know what I mean so it's it's really crazy I don't I don't even know that much um, I've barely scratched the surface with educating myself on it um, but like I said educate yourself because you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't do you think that the metaverse is going to have an impact on business um, I think there is I think that it will I mean. Yeah. Companies like McDonald's are already buying yeah. real estate and patenting themselves into the metaverse. So it's the natural progression of where technology is going. And there's... How do you buy real estate if it's like a never-ending, expanding thing? So, okay. So say it's just... It goes very deep. Yeah. So say there's like one virtual world. Uh-huh. Like just... Uh, Think of it as a map, yeah. like in a video game, like a map on GTA or a map okay. on Call of Duty. This huge map that's like cities and cities and cities. It's a big-ass fucking map, right? Uh -huh. And so that all, again, is like linked to the blockchain, linked to uh -huh. these things. So say you spend $50,000 to buy this retail corner in Sandbox or whatever kind of metaverse that you're talking about, the Facebook metaverse, wherever it is. Say you spend that 50 k um, it's just an appreciate. It's just like real real estate. It's going to be an asset that appreciates um, because over time, um, the popularity and growth. Right, because there's going to be more people migrating to the metaverse, and yeah. now it's not <laughs> that that plot of land is linked to you through the blockchain. So it's it's just like the NFT thing. Okay. It's like it shows that you own that. It's it is like some just like digital space, right? but you still own that space. People are going there. They're frequenting. Say you say you lease it out to a coffee shop and people are going to the coffee shop and the coffee shop's paying you 1100 bucks a month for their lease or whatever. So yeah, dude, it definitely is going to affect business. Dude, you got me locked in. Yeah, I'm, that's that's a that's a really cool... Very broad. It's crazy. It's kind of, Yeah, it's definitely broad, which is honestly how I have to learn. Like if you start going into specifics, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to... It's information like, overload, honestly. Yeah, you have to start and take it in small chunks. No, it's it's really cool. So do you... I'm assuming you already kind of uh, are starting to plan alternative routes for canine moving into the metaverse-like style, um, you know, as far as that growth comes. Yeah, I have some ideas mm -hmm. that I would like to build out. Um, and I don't want to say too much about uh, what yeah. they are, but... 
Yeah, absolutely. It's it's forward thinking. You have to do it, and I'm trying to find w- ways to innovate in in that space because that's if McDonald's has already bought patent rights, Starbucks is going to be buying patent rights. So mm-hmm. it's just natural, and it just makes sense for you to try and get ahead of the game. So you were um, kind of switching gears. So you were saying that you um, worked at Starbucks, um, and that didn't they even they they flew you to their corporate office too? Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any still any type of relationship with them? Uh, the last contact I had was at. Well, you know what? You should tell people what you did, like what they did for you. Yeah. Because they took you. Because that's kind of a cool little story. Yeah, yeah. So I was just, I was working at Starbucks. Um, I had the Macro Barista account going. And then I get this DM on Instagram. And it was like, hey, I'm the senior VP of product design or product innovation at Starbucks. Um, I'd love to talk about having you come out here. So I ended up connecting on a call and they flew me out there for about a week. I'm from Seattle. So they flew me back to Seattle. Um, and <laughs> yeah. So it was cool yeah. to work with their R&D, which is research and development, to work with their team, to try and create some new drink recipes and products and things like that. Um, so I was there for like a week. And at the end of it, they kind of did like an exit interview type thing. Like, hey, how, what did you think? Would you see yourself like contract working? So like coming here for a few months and then going back to your store to be a barista again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt sort of boxed in like, yeah, you could be creative, but it was like, you had to be creative inside of their agenda. Mm. Um, so anyways, I came back and I was at Starbucks for a few months after that. And then I quit and then I started planning canine. I was working at a gym and I opened a little, ca- a little cafe in there, mm-hmm. um, while working for them and planning canine. Uh, and then from there, uh, like what? six or seven months after I quit, I get a call or an email from the health and wellness team at Starbucks. And they were like, Hey, we have a team together. We'd like to know if we could get some of your time to maybe get some inspiration, whatever. Basically she says, she was mm-hmm. saying, yo, can we get you on a call to steal your shit? Oh, and I was yeah. like, uh, I was like, all right, cool. What's compensation going to look like? Yep. You know, first question I was being very professional. I was like, yeah. yeah, like what would, what would the compensation look like? And so she wanted, what they wanted to do was have an hour, meeting right with their team and myself <clears throat> and they wanted <laughs> fuck dude they wanted to give me a <laughs> 75 dollars visa gift card oh fuck no for my time no and i just respectfully declined yeah. i even i even um put a snippet of this on one on a youtube video that i did yeah. of the conversation but i was just like i was so taken back like i'm about to put them on to so many ideas but they want to give me 75 dollars. it was like Anyways, that was, that was, yeah, (laughs) fuck dude. So then, um, then I didn't have any contact with them. I was, I honestly would like, would love to help them create some sort of sector because it would make my impact bigger, Yeah, you know, bigger than it already is with people going there. There people are already going there fucking ordering problem. I don't know. Using your recipes. Thousands of thousands of my recipes get ordered a day, you know? Um, so anyways, back in 20, what was it? Was it 2020? No, 2021. So near the end of 2021, I decided to reach out, just email, because I still had the guy's email, the senior uh, VP of global product innovation. I had his email still. And so I emailed him. I was like, hey, I would love, you know, I was just curious if you wanted to talk. I was going to see if I could like be a, get a brand deal with them, you know, Mm -hmm. because I already post for them so much. If I could just monetize it somehow. And I spoke with them, said some things. We Talked about doing a few things, but it, I pretty much just got ghosted. So um, I just get kind of like, all right, whatever, cool. Yeah. Um, that to me is one of the most unprofessional things you can do. 
which like just get ghosting. It is, it is what it is. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to happen. So, yeah. um, it's like no harm, no foul with it mm-hmm. really. But that's, that's about the only relationship that I've, there's really no relationship other than the fact that they follow me on Instagram and that I like yeah. still post, you know, Starbucks stuff. Have you considered working with any other like top chain coffee, um, companies? Well, I'm not a fan of Duncan mm-hmm. just because it's so inconsistent with you. I mean, and all of my people that follow me will agree. Um, you go to, you go to Duncan and you're never going to get the same drink twice. No. So yeah, it's cheaper and you get bigger drinks for less cost, but they don't have as many options. Even though Starbucks has like no options for sugar-free syrups, it's yeah. harder to track all their shit from Dunkin'. So I just, I do it every now and then. Like I'll make a recipe for Dunkin' every now and then, but I don't like to because it's never consistent yeah. when people get it. And I don't want to be saying like, hey, this is 100 calories. And then they go and it's like fucking 200 uh, and yeah. like throw people off. That could actually fuck somebody up if they have diabetes or if they have mm-hmm. something with their blood sugar and they, they think it's only going to be five grams of sugar, but it's actually like 12 or 13, mm-hmm. you know, it could spike their spike and they you know it wouldn't be good for them yeah and you know that that's that's smart i i I do like that you prefer high quality over just doing shit do they i know it's up there in seattle do they have dutch bros out here too yeah they have dutch bros i think there's like four in fluger in this area really yeah um yeah yeah. they're they're expanding out here i i have not really been to dutch bros um, there was never any when I was growing up back home, but yeah. they just put one in my hometown. Um, I've heard good things about them, but I've also heard conflicting things too. Yeah. So I, I've been planning to hit the drive through and see what they got. And, um, well, I think they started, uh, so I'm from Boise, Idaho, and I think that's where they started was out of Boise. Yeah. And so, um, they're huge out there. Like everyone goes to Dutch bros, but, uh, no, that'd be cool to see you link up with one of these top chain ones because like you said if, you know if you're like if your recipes are sending people to them it only makes sense and you know you're definitely worth a lot more than a 75 dollar visa gift card bullshit whatever kind of deal that is yeah God, that's annoying yeah and so moving um forward to so you um what is it have uh you have canine and now you you are uh currently God, what was i gonna say it was so important to you and now i'm Lincoln. but basically your long-term plans for it is i know you considered at one point but you're going to hold off um you know we're considering uh even having a shop of your own but mm-hmm. you, you you were saying you i think you would prefer to just remain online right now for now yeah yeah because i want to build i want to not not be able to step away but mm-hmm. i want to build it to be self-sustaining before we get into yeah. a physical location because my passion lies in being a barista, yeah. serving coffee and connecting with people, making, yep. being in there like on the bar when it's peak and just having to fucking be going back and forth. Like I pride myself on being an excellent barista in that sense. Yeah. And so a physical location is something that I truly want to do at some point, but right now to get it sustainable to where I don't have to be so involved in the e-commerce side so I can put my energy into the physical side. That's what my plan is. And is canine available globally or is it just nationwide just, right now? It's just the U.S. for now. Okay. Yeah. And that's a plan though is eventually um, get to a point where you can ship it off to other countries? Probably. Maybe uh, maybe not globally as on the horizon as like mm-hmm. Canada okay. and the U.K. I um, just bring that up because um, I was looking at the analytics for the show. We have like a huge listening following in the U.K. and in Sweden. Mm. So I wouldn't know if someone out there... Huh. be wanting to try it um so i know since we messed up the last show one of the things that we had talked about doing 
so we wouldn't get into a point where we were trying to mimic everything from the last show, which I honestly can't even remember half the stuff we talked about. Um, but uh, I know we told uh, you know people that we would do a Q&A session as well. And so um, I kind of want to jump into that too and see, because I know you probably got a lot more questions than I did. I'd be curious to, I'd be curious to see what, oh, yeah, um, we'll start. what people asked you or, or said. Yeah, if, and, if anything, I was, I was just going to... There make. was a few, yeah. So um, what we'll do is we'll kick start it off with... Um, um there's at tom nurse lifting uh tom underscore nurse underscore lifting and he was asking um what your personal fitness goals are my personal fitness we actually covered this on the last episode too yeah um i mean honestly my my fitness goals are just to be able to move and Mm -hmm. feel good um I like to lift on like a powerlifting style program or a hybrid bodybuilding slash powerlifting. Obviously, as you can see, I'm fucking yoked. <laughs> so uh, I just like to be able to, I have, I have hip arthritis in both my hips. Oh, and so okay. my goal is to just be able to move for as long as possible. Just active um, and healthy. I just, I work out because it makes me feel good. Um, I eat healthy because it sustains the workouts. It sustains me to have energy through the day. Uh, but yeah, my fitness goals are really just to maintain. And mm-hmm. this year, actually at the end of the month, I'm going to start track. I haven't, I don't really track my macros anymore. Mm-hmm. I more eat intuitively because I know I've tracked, I tracked them for like four years. And so I, I know what, I know what I'm eating. You know, I know that, you know, this much chicken is four ounces or I, I, I just get it. I have a general sense to where I'm like, I know that I'm eating like 200 grams of protein and I'm like not eating as much carbs or not as much fat. Yeah. Um, so it's, so it's just intuitive for me and I feel better that way. Oh, you know, yeah. it's, it's mentally better for my mental health. <clears throat> um, whole point was at the end of the month, I'm going to start tracking again and get into a slight surplus and just see if I can like put on a little bit of size and continue with the power building style programming. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing crazy. Yeah. Like I would never, do you have like a goal weight you're going for? Um, no, I don't even have a goal weight. Okay. I just want to like, that's the thing. The numbers thing kind of fucks with my head. Mm. Um, when I start I think it's a good, it's a good thing that you have to do it when you're trying to cut or lose weight, because, you know, if you're just going off of what's in the mirror, you're like, it can make sure that you're on track. You have to know that you're going down in weight to make sure that you're like actually cutting. Um, but for me, I just, it's just going to be based off how I look and how I feel. I'll get to a point where I'm like, okay, I think I'm like good. And I'll just start working back to being maintaining accessory work. Yeah. I just don't want to put so much stress on it to, to make it a certain thing anymore. And people that do, I've, all props to them. Like I respect the fuck out of people that dedicate all that energy and time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have gotten to a point where, you know, this is where I'm at. Yeah. No. And I mean, I think that's kind of what a lot of people don't understand about health and wellness is that it's all really about being and feeling healthy. Like it's, it doesn't have to be about looking like, you know, the fitness models you see on social media or on the front of magazines, you know, it's really just about how feeling like your best self and I think that's something that gets lost in translation a lot as far as how the industry works. And so, no, I, I like that. Uh, I'll be curious to whenever we run it back in the future, yeah. see how that's been going. So uh, another question we got is from uh, at Mr. 20 pack. Um, you know, solid, solid, right? Uh, he says, uh, or he asks, what got you into macro friendly drinks instead of just normal recipes? What's the best way to get started with macros? And can you help with that? Um, I never, I'm not gonna, like, I, 
when people ask me specific specific things about macros and nutrition and stuff like that, I always answer with a broad answer because mm-hmm. I'm not a health professional. It's not my lane to be stepping into. Um, but the first part of the question, how I got into macro friendly coffee is just, I was working at Starbucks and just saw, I didn't care at first. I didn't really know how much sugar was in everything. And then I like started reading the back of the syrup bottles and there was so much sugar. And I was like, why am I wasting my calories? I started tracking and I was like, why am I wasting my calories drinking these drinks? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, if I can make them taste good while, you know, taste the same, but have a quarter of the calories, see what I can do. And then it just, that, that was it. After that, I just kept doing it over and over and over again. Um, but as far as like getting into macros, just find pages on Instagram. There are like some great quality resources, Syat Fitness, the Flexible mm-hmm. Dieting Lifestyle. There are recipe pages, information pages, BioLane, Lane Norton. He's a great resource. Um, there's, there's so much information out there. Just don't, like the people that don't look fit are usually the best people to follow. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're usually the ones that are the most accredited and most knowledgeable as opposed to like people who just have put in work, they have good genetics and they put in work and they just look fucking shredded Yeah, who are just like you said earlier, selling cookie cutter Bullshit. meal plans yeah. and programs. Well, in, in that's something that I was here is like, I'll see, uh, um, specifically boxers, like these high profile, like top of the world boxers and their coaches are like these old men, like out of shape, but it's all about knowledge. It doesn't like, they don't have to reflect an image what they know. And I think that's something that um, a lot of people should get more acquainted with as opposed to thinking that because this Instagram model just looks great in pictures and, you know, is riddled with filters that that somehow makes them a credible resource. So, um, no, that's uh, that's great. All right. Let's see another question. So from uh, at level up physiques, Tyler, I know Tyler, um, he says, ask him what the best at home espresso espresso machine is. it depends on your budget. Honestly, <laughs> you can go spend fifty bucks yeah. on a off Amazon and buy like some some shit that was like a cheap Chinese espresso machine for fifty bucks. Or the one I have is called the Breville Barista Express. It has a built-in grinder on top. It also has like a steaming wand to steam milk for lattes, and then of course it has the head for the espresso machine. Um, that's what I would recommend to people if you have. <laughs> 500 bucks to spend (laughs) if you want to if you're wanting to if you love coffee that much and want to make good espresso at home that's a great way to get started and learning too it's very user-friendly um the breville barista express but there are there are some cheaper options um but as far as like longevity goes and the functionality of it i think that that's the probably the best espresso machine for a a beginner in coffee there there are some dude some at-home espresso machines are like 10 fifteen thousand dollars um, why? Because it's because <laughs> of how they're built, the quality of the pieces inside of them. Um, there's so much stuff, dude, it's a whole nother science beyond coffee, the actual brewing equipment and grinding equipment and roasting. And it's just a whole nother monster to learn about. Um, but yeah, the Breville Barista Express, it's like 500 bucks. You can pop it off Amazon. I just gave one away when I got a million oh, followers. Wow. Yeah, I, I gave one away. Um, here's a little secret. Follow us on canine coffee because we're going to give, a Breville Barista Express away soon there too. So oh, shoot. Well, I'll add that um, when we put um, this episode on, maybe I'll make the next slide. I'll just put that on there so people know. Um, no, that's cool, man. So uh, another question too, and then we'll jump into uh, the ones you have is um, it's actually from Big Tech's gym. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so they wanted to say, what is the Macro Barista's favorite coffee creation and what started <laughs> Alex's Macro Barista journey? Oh, that's it. It's like a thoughtful question. Thank you, yeah. guys. Um so my favorite drink, 
from Starbucks or at any coffee shop in general, like my go-to everywhere I go is I'll get a cold brew or an iced Americano with some sugar-free vanilla and a little bit of half and half. If the store has sugar-free hazelnut, I'll get that too, or I'll get like one squirt of regular hazelnut. So vanilla and hazelnut plus a little half and half in some iced coffee or cold brew um, or an iced Americano. That's that's like my go-to. It's pretty solid. Every coffee shop you go to, you can pretty much get that, and it usually tastes pretty good. And it's a good way to gauge their their coffee too because it's not mm-hmm. so overpowering that you're just tasting syrup. You can actually taste their coffee and see if it tastes good. Um and then what, how did what how did they word the second half? It was, it was they, how did I get started on um, your uh, I think it was your macro. Uh, it's and what started Alex's macro barista journey? Yeah, so we've I, already touched on that I a know. little bit, but yeah, I was just working at Starbucks, realizing there was so much sugar in all the drinks, and then mm-hmm. I didn't intend to create it as far as push it as far as it went. But once I started refining stuff, I just saw there was a demand for for this content. Um, and whether you call it luck or just being in the right place at the right time or coincidence, for some reason I got it, for some reason I chose to work at Starbucks and for some reason I decided to start tracking macros once I started working there. And I was the first person to do this, to make macro friendly coffee. Mm -hmm. And so since I was the very first person to do it, that's what allowed me to grow so much and just kept on putting in the work. So for people that, uh, might not know, cause this is a question I've been asked a lot just in the fitness industry is, um, like the definition of macro. Yeah. Like, like macronutrient. Yeah. Just like yes. what they always go, well, what is a macro? Like what is macro? It's a yeah. protein. So there's three of them. Yeah. Protein, fats, and carbs. Mm-hmm. Those are the three like main calorie where you get your, that's how, all right. So to be, to try and not be confusing, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have your protein, your carbs, and your fats. And if, you, if you're if you tracking on MyFitnessPal or whatever, you see that. Like it, mm-hmm. it tells you what numbers you're supposed to hit. Um, so protein, it has four calories per one gram of protein. Carbs, it has four calories per one gram of protein. And then fat, it has nine calories per one gram of fat. I think I said something wrong with that. <laughs> I think I may have said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Concept remains the same. Protein and, car- <laughs> protein and carbs both have yeah. four calories per gram. Fat has nine calories per gram. So that's okay. why fat is always less because it has so much more. It's so much more calorie dense than protein or carbs. Um, oh. But that's that's what macronutrients are. That's how they work, and that's how they translate to calories. It's not a separate thing from calories. They they go hand in hand. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's actually almost a, a good little plug for uh, the sponsor we have for the show, the Avatar Nutrition. They're kind of the OGs in macro nutrition dieting. Um, a lot more user friendly app than my experience with like My Fitness Pal or something. So, a little shout out to them. Um, so let's go through. Um, I know you got a whole list of questions. <laughs> let's let's. Not. I'll read them. I'll read them off. I'll pick them. Okay. <clears throat> oh, I just realized yeah, your dog's yeah. right next to me. Oh, did he pop over there? Yeah, yeah he's, he's chilling. He's, he's holding the fort down. <clears throat> um, let's see here. Uh, pull up that story. The story got del- you know it's been twenty four oh, hours, so uh, I pull the, it back up real quick. Yeah. Um, insights. This is how much I don't even look at this shit that I... I bet, man. Well, I know one of the things we talked about is like when you get a page that starts to grow, you just get flooded with stories. And you feel bad because you want to like talk to these people and entertain with them. Oh, boy. All right. We're loaded with questions. A lot of the stuff is random. Um, 
but I'll try to pick stuff that's relevant or you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can, let's see through. here. So, Oh, um, good. It shows their names too. We can give them, give them some shout Unless outs. they're wild. You got to stay anonymous. Yeah, People I'm get not, crazy in there sometimes. Cause it's, you'd have no shame on the internet when you're anonymous. So, Oh man, you got start a lot. Saying some crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch on here. All right. A bunch um, of random stuff. Yeah. Well, something that has some relevance maybe. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to ask some stupid ones on here. Uh, it says, all right, here's a good one from at Ava.Diane. Are you restocking death before decaf soon? In terms of the shirts, every size is in stock. Okay. Um, that's on the Canon Coffee website. It's every size is in stock, so I'm not sure what she's referring to. Maybe I'll have to go check and make sure that it's all up to date on inventory, but every size should be in stock. Okay. Uh, here's a good question. It's, um, it's at... Ferris, he's got a lot of S's in his name. Um, but it says, how do you keep your teeth white drinking coffee all the time? Uh, I don't think that I have, like, shiny white teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just fucking brush my teeth at night, brush them in the morning. I use Crest 3D White. I use mouthwash. I don't floss as much as I should. So just brush your, brush your teeth. <laughs> Drink iced coffee. Yeah. Use a straw, I guess, so yeah. it's not swirling around. The straws, yeah, straws, I mean, straws, a great way. I like the charcoal toothpaste. Um, whitening strips will take it right away too. So yeah, don't stress it. Um, well, here's a life question Advi- uh, from at Gianna Stefanos advice for someone who wants to make a big life change, but is afraid to take the first step. <sighs> the best advice is to, honestly to stop thinking about it and just do it. Because what 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 is it? You're afraid of making a scary decision, but mm-hmm. what's on the other side of that fear? The on the other side of fear is usually something great. So, yeah, just stop thinking about it and just go for it. No, yeah, that's that's great advice, honestly, and it's something we touched on before as well. Is like, you know, people that are so afraid of failure that they don't even try. You know, at the end of the day, not trying and failing gets you the same result, but at least trying can open up some some new doors it can teach you what um you know maybe how not to approach something the next time things like that like failing is not a bad thing it's it's a it's a big it's it's actually probably got more pros than succeeding like your first try because if you win too much in the beginning you get like you kind of get blind to like knowing how to approach certain things Mm -hmm. so uh here's a good question um from at Kareen underscore Elizabeth 07. How much caffeine is too much caffeine to consume in one day? Uh, I'm sure there's an upper limit. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. But for me, I like to stick around three to 400 milligrams a day. Any more than that, I start having trouble sleeping. Um, and it just starts to become useless at that point. You know, you're just drinking it because you want it. It's not because you need it. Like, for example, I took about an eight-week break from drinking any caffeine and once I came back, I called it like a tolerance break, you know? So once I came back to have that first sip of coffee again, I could feel every single effect of the caffeine. But I know that because I was consuming like five to 700 milligrams a day, it, it wasn't even doing anything for me. Um, so if you're, if you're approaching four, five, six, 700 a day, maybe try to cut back a little bit, do a caffeine break or a tolerance break. Uh, that way you can start feeling it again. No, that's... Yeah, that's a, yeah, I, I gotta, I can't do caffeine like in large portions anymore. Um, a lot of people actually on here are asking about like caffeine free pre-workout mm. and that's really just nitric oxide, which is honestly probably one of my favorite supplements to take. You ever take it? Um, I've taken pre-workouts with it. 
Oh, yeah. See, well, it's kind of like a double standard because caffeine, um, it restricts blood flow as nitric oxide is supposed to increase it. Um, but it also gives you a really gnarly pump. Um, that's kind of the dumbed-down version of explaining what a nitric oxide is. But, um, yeah, that's uh, that would be the alternative for me just I, to touch on that person's question. So um, here's one. Uh, from at Mrs. Martin 28, you don't have to give up coffee when you're pregnant. Less than 200 milligrams caffeine. Is that okay? See, that's something that's not really in my lane. Yep. Um, people ask that kind of stuff. That's more of a specific question. And if I, if I post something about that, like I think somebody the other day made, it was a funny, it was like a funny response about like not drinking caffeine while she was pregnant. And I, it was funny, so I reposted it, and then I had a bunch of people in my DM saying, oh, you can actually drink up to 200 milligrams of caffeine while pregnant, which is, I'm assuming that's true. I'm not going to say, I don't even know. I did not fact check that, so um, I well, just, I kind of stray away from- I don't think you ever sell yourself as an expert, too. Yeah, Like, yeah, these are, sure. people are asking you for your opinion on things. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, they shouldn't be taking this into, uh, as fact. But they do. Uh, but they but do. That's it's what crazy. When you, yeah, when you're, think when, for yourself, yeah. you know. Um, that's That's hilarious. So- um, man, it's funny how a lot of these are not related at all. Like that's what I'm saying. When I whenever <laughs> I do a Q and A type thing uh, like that, guys, stick to the questions. And it, it's cool. Like some, <laughs> I mean, there's entertaining stuff. No, that's pretty um, funny. But yeah, very specific questions or whatever. So, um, all right, here's one from. Uh, uh, this is more of a life question. Um, from at Hannah Maria W. Best restaurants and things to do in Austin. Oh man, it's hard to choose. There's so, you could do something every weekend for the rest of your life in Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, I love tacos. I love I love food in general. Um, and it's just hard to pick. You know, there's there's so many places here. There's so many smaller little taco trucks that have like the best authentic tacos ever. It just depends what you're looking for. Um, I mean, if you want to go, there's, you can go paddle boarding down on Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I enjoy just walking around downtown be, and walking over like um, at Stadium Shores and yep. Zilker because just the energy out there, people are all just so vibrant in, the, in yeah, life. Yeah. Just living their own, in, living their own life, yeah. like having fun, enjoying each other's company. And so I just like to go out there and just hang out. Honestly, it's, it's, it's just a different experience of yeah. other cities. Yeah. Other city life is not like that in other cities. The environment is so positive and and happy that you can go by yourself and just have like the ultimate serotonin boost. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and and what I would say to recommend to people that are either visiting or thinking is find Facebook groups that have like stuff to do in Texas, things like that, because that helped me out a lot when I first moved here. So um, here's a good coffee related question Um, from at yo underscore for Drian. Do you think macadamia nut milk will be the new dairy alternative in coffee shops? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I like, I like to use in my oh. coffee half and half. So I, if I'm going to, I just don't drink a lot of milk in my coffee, but for people that do, I know oat milk is very popular. Um, and I usually like oat milk is usually my recommendation for people, but I haven't tried macadamia nut milk. Um, I'm sure it's probably pretty good. All the, all the like dairy free stuff is pretty good and it's cool to make it home. Like if you've ever tried to make it yourself, it's pretty easy and it's, it's just cool to do. Yeah, I I don't I think I only drink almond milk, so I don't I'm not even sure what macadamia is. Which is like is. the worst of the like the worst tasting of all the the milks. Dairy-free milks. Is it? You think so? In my opinion. Oh, yeah. I use almond milk though. I use yeah. almond milk for cereal and like I just whatever. use it in the morning, so um 
Do you have you ever had Kratom? No, dude. I I am a huge Kratom lover. Um, I haven't really ever had a chance to talk about it on the show before, but um, it's it's been amazing. I got introduced to it actually at the gym. A lot of like powerlifters use it, but um, it's uh that's it's awful if you take it straight. But if what I do is I take almond milk, the Kratom. And then chocolate, uh, sugar-free Nestle chocolate powder. And I mix it all. And it's, what is it's it? like chocolate milk. So the best way I can explain it, because uh, I'm definitely no expert on Kratom, is it activates your opioid receptors. Okay. And so that word always scares people. Yeah, it always scares people. But what Into it essentially does, yeah, is um, for me, like they have different strains. And uh, I use, there's a company, it's a local company called 1836 Kratom. They're, they're awesome. What is it, powder? Or? Yeah, it's a... Uh, they, they come in capsules. They also come in just plain powder. It's kind of like, um, looks like matcha powder. Okay. Um, but yeah, you take it and it's stimulant free. So there's no like heart rate increase. You don't get the sweaty hands, things like that. But the, the strain I take just increases um, focus and your mood, your energy. You're just in this great, like vibrant, focused mood. It's kind of like mm-hmm. all the pros of, uh, if, you know, if you were to take an Adderall, but with none of the, there's no, for me, come down, crash. But mm-hmm. the problem is, and uh, they just kept it legal, but if, if it goes, um, you know, there's people that take it too much, and then that's when it can become a problem, um, is if you don't have self-control over it. But I feel like really that's anything. Yeah. And so, um, but there are a lot of, uh, it, it has actually helped a lot of people that were also former addicts, um, find an alternative, but <laughs> I would say if anyone's going to try it, definitely, um, check with a medical professional first to see if uh, it's something that you should be taking. Yeah. Um, but it, it has been a, a solid product for me. I, I'll have, I have some, I'll give you some, I, uh, uh, here's another question. It's more life based. Um, from at lazy underscore grammar underscore. Do you have a gym playlist? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just have to like share that on my story just yeah. because. What's a, your go-to I usually use I usually uh, listen to my SoundCloud. Mm. I listen to mostly EDM in the gym. So I like dubstep. I go, I love going to festivals. I love like heavy shit like that you can headbang to. Mm-hmm. I also love house music. So like, like. Boom, just, boom, boom, yeah. boom. It just has like good energy for me. It makes me get hyped up. I also love rap. I love metal. I just, dude, there's, I can't nail it down yeah. because I love, as long as the music has a good vibe, I fuck with it. Yep. And, but primarily in the gym, I listen to like mixes, like hour long mixes of like dubstep and mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah. I hate that question from people too. Like, what's your favorite music or anything? I'm like, dude, I could go from listening to like heavy metal to like blues, like 1920s blues to mm-hmm. like, you know, Spanish music. I like, you know, uh, a lot of like Bonda and stuff like that, which is kind of funny from someone like me, but yeah, it's a, that's such a loaded question that doesn't really deserve a specific answer. So, um, this one's just for fun. This guy says, or uh, this person says, why do you never respond to my responses? Well, we just responded. So, (laughs) well that, but there's also a (laughs) lot of responses. There really is like, like, uh, Marlon, where are we at? Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just nonstop. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so i'm trying to find them that uh the ones that have like the ones that i pick to respond to usually have the relevance to most people like i can i feel like they're gonna help the most people that they can or they're just really funny mm-hmm. yeah i mean there there are some good questions on here but um uh people get nosy too asking me personal shit i I'm know like, Man, y'all need to chill um i guess this one relates to what we talked about today um from at tiffany bruno 19 how did how do you get into NFTs? 
the the best way to do it is just meet people that are already in it. Well, I think it's how did you get into it? Oh, how did I? Yeah. Oh, one of my good friends, um, who I will not plug because he likes to remain anonymous in that shit. Totally okay. Um, he's pretty much taken me under his wing. Okay. And has been showing me the ropes. Um, so that just what I'm saying is find people that know what they're talking about. Find people that are experienced in there and connect yourself with them. Best way to do it. It's yeah. It's the old saying you are who you hang out with. So, you know, you want to find people. Um, all right, we'll do a couple more. So, uh, from at law underscore, I don't know. There's some crazy names on here. Um, where do you see yourself in five to 10 years? Well, I feel like geographically I'll probably still be in Austin. Um, my plan is to stay here and make this my home base to do a lot of traveling though, but Mm -hmm. just have Austin as my home base. Um, as far as, (laughs) I don't know. There's so many things to consider when somebody asks that question. It's like, what are you referring to with like the business or with like my personal goals or things like that? Um, I just see myself being like a a very fucking broad answer. I just see myself (laughs) being happy, being content with who I am and, whatever I'm doing. I don't have a, like I have goals, but I don't have a set way that I have to live or I'm not going to be satisfied. All it is is just, I want to live as many memories as I can make as many experiences as I can. I don't like to say no to shit for that reason, because you say no, you close yourself off to like, even if it's scary, you close yourself off to like maybe have been doing something amazing. Um, yeah. So five to 10 years, I've just adding life experience really. No, that's, I mean, that's a great answer. Like you said, it is a pretty broad question, you know? Um, and I love what you just said about trying not to say no to things because some of the best experiences I've had or some of the, um, opportunities that have opened up for me were for me going to things I didn't want to go to like things that at first I was like trying to think of an excuse to get out of it. But then I'm like, well, I gave my word I'm going to go. And then it ended up just being something amazing that opened up for me. Not saying that happens every time. A lot of times you go and you're like, this sucks. (laughs) Um, so, uh, here's a, um, uh, I guess this is more kind of a, a request, but it's from at J cut 13. Please do more hot coffee recipes oh for us bro. that live in freezing cold areas. I get this question all the time, multiple times a day. Well, it's time every to address fucking it day. And I have addressed it many <laughs> times. I address it in almost yeah. every post in the, <clears throat> in the caption of my post. I put, if you want to order it hot, order it like this. But people don't read the caption, so they continue to ask. Honestly, if you want any of my drinks that I put out cold, you can make them hot, and I, I put that on there. You know, there's there's a way to do it. It's this. It's pretty much the same thing. You follow almost the same exact instructions. You just start with a hot coffee instead. That's it. It's it's really easy. I promise. Same with decaf. If you want a decaf, just ask for a decaf. Whatever, and the barista. If they're not a, like a total noob or terrible barista, they should be able to hook you up. Yeah. Just I, tell them what you want. Tell them you want this recipe, but can you make a decaf? That's it. There's a, this is a, a question that we'll, we'll do like one more and wrap it up. Um, from at Linz underscore Lou, uh, do you know how to duplicate the sweet cream at home? Yeah. I've been meaning to put out a recipe. I just have not put it out, uh, but it's on, it's on my, uh, like idealist that I have. So yeah, at home, at home, sweet cream, sweet cream recipe is coming soon. Okay. And then, all right, we'll, we'll hit one more. Um, let's find a good one here. We want to make sure it doesn't, it's not like something weird. Uh, <laughs> um, that's more of a, 
I want a coffee related one. Um, I just saw a good one too. Uh, okay. This, this one's all right. So, uh, from at Brandy underscore Harvey, you have to have a favorite coffee. So what is your secret go-to? It's just like what I said earlier, just mm. cold brew with sugar-free vanilla and a little bit of half and half, or if they have sweet cream or a sweet cream type of, um, dairy option i'll get that it's that's i don't even need the vanilla honestly there's a shop here called summer moon Mm -hmm. and i go there all the time all i get is cold brew with like a little bit of moon milk and that's it and the moon milk is basically sweet cream so what would you recommend for someone that's either just doesn't drink coffee or you know um like for example i always get asked to go uh have coffee like business meetings or like you know get that but i'm not a coffee drinker and so for someone like me that's going to go to a coffee shop and just doesn't know what to get. What's kind of like a safe bet? Um, dude, the drink that I get is safe. It's good yeah. for people that haven't had much coffee or mm-hmm. that are experienced coffee drinkers. It's sugar-free vanilla, <clears throat> one pump of hazelnut, and a little bit of half and half. It's it's my go-to at safe bet at every shop. Yeah, it's that easy. Well, I'll take that. So um, I guess in conclusion, where... Um, where where can people find you? Obviously, the macro barista is pretty well known. I don't think that needs much uh, plugging. But um, I know for canine, where do they go? Yeah, so on all social media, the macro barista, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that shit. The macro barista dot com. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, also TikTok. Do have oh TikTok. yeah yeah TikTok's and blown then, up. Um, for canine, canine coffee everywhere as well. Uh, it's yeah i'll have to hook All you up my with bio. Uh, the the new app that's been coming out called um athena it's like a new fitness based social media app. Oh, interesting i uh they're doing like beta testing right now they sent me the access beta. code yeah whatever beta yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's great i'll uh, i'll show you after the show um it's uh it's been pretty cool so far but um i'll put all the links in the the bio on the show too and hopefully we get sound this time and uh if not well then i give up i'm just gonna shut this project down but um no dude i do appreciate you uh coming back and running it back with us and we'll uh, definitely do it again down the road and uh um you know with uh i think other than that i think we've kind of wrapped up yep i think we kind of sped up with a lot of what we talked about the first time yeah and which is i'm happy we were able to cover the stuff that i was really intrigued and that i knew people it's i was so bummed that we didn't capture the audio because there was yeah. a lot of great info in yeah, that yeah. and um no man i look forward to running it back we'll do it here soon yeah dude thanks for having me yeah 